Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. What does it mean to love your neighbor? That's a question that today's guest asked, and it sent him on a great journey that's resulted in a new documentary series available, especially for small groups. Marcel Lebron is a tech executive and a social entrepreneur, and he's created the 12 Neighbors Project. Getting involved in trying various ways of helping out in the community, he began to learn more about the complexities involved, and it challenged his perspective on poverty and what it really means to help. He wanted to learn from others through finding some of the best examples of people who are creating lasting change in their communities. This is how 12 Neighbors came about. Today on Connections, he'll share more about 12 Neighbors and his vision for the project. Today's guest is the creator of the 12 Neighbors Project. It asks that important question, what does it really mean to love your neighbor? We're joined today by Marcel Lebron. He is a tech executive and a social entrepreneur. He's also the creator of the 12 Neighbors Project. For those who don't know, what is 12 Neighbors? So 12 Neighbors is a film series. It's a multi-part documentary style film series, but it's designed to be used as a small group resource. And it really asks the big question that it asks is, what does it really mean to love your neighbor? What's implied in the what does it really mean is that it may not be as obvious or simple as it seems. And so we dive into those questions and we look at situations of poverty and marginalization and how do we really make a difference? I like that. When Jesus gives the greatest commandment, the question is, but who is my neighbor? Now the question is, though, what does it mean to love our neighbor? Yeah, it's it's the most important question, you know, the greatest the greatest command. And you just see it woven deeply through scripture, everything from you know, when when Jesus first introduces his identity, uh the first thing that we see in the gospels is he reads from Isaiah 61 and says, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor and pro- proclaim freedom for the prisoners. So he, he introduces this prophecy from Isaiah, and he says, today, the scripture is fulfilled. So his introductory, here's who I am, is, yeah, I'm this Messiah who, by the way, is anointed to proclaim good news to the poor. And it's just woven all through scripture that God's heart is so uh, oriented toward those that are marginalized. But the question is, you know, we spend a lot of time and energy studying this or that, But do we really study how do I do this? How do I actually carry this out? Tell us a little bit about how this seven-part film series will help in that situation, help people to understand. Well, the the first thing is is that the series is very story-based. So um, each it's designed to be kind of a an eight-week program, but uh, weeks two through seven, the middle part covers two stories each week, and they're two small uh, 11, 12-minute stories, but they get into the lives of real people, real situations, and we get to understand it from the context of the story. So it isn't someone just standing there teaching you, this is how to do it, and this is how to do it, but the discussion guide draws out lessons from the stories. So it allows the group to really look at um, what is actually taking place in the story and to say, well, what is the lesson here? What is working? What isn't? So it appeals to uh, both those who, you know, are kind of emotionally motivated because it's like they get a real close look at understanding people in certain situations, but also those who are more intellectually motivated because it's really going to challenge your thinking around what actually helps people. 
How did, how did this come to be? What was it that sparked this desire for you to put something out there like this? Yeah, great question. Um, it started for me, I was shifting gears a little bit in 2015. I um, had spent most of my career building software companies. And I took some time in 2015 as I was uh, leaving one organization just to, to spend time with God and to say, you know, what do you want me to do next? really just trying to realign my heart with with God's heart and wasn't necessarily expecting to get very direct, uh, you know, clear direction, but I did. And God took me to Isaiah 58, and it was a, a beautiful picture in Isaiah 58 where you see a, a God's people um, working hard to try to uh, know God. You know, they seem eager to know my ways, it says, a nation that does what is right has not forsaken the commands of God. They're, they're trying and they're fasting and praying, but they're missing the boat because while they're doing that, they're also exploiting their workers and they're fighting. And God says, you're kind of missing the whole point. And he describes the kind of fast that he wants. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with loosening the chains of injustice and untying the cords of the yoke. And God really took me to verse 10, which uh, says, if you spend yourself, in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your own night, your night will become like noonday. And I felt God tell me, go learn what it means to spend yourself. And so I started to dive into uh, learning that by just getting engaged with lots of practical projects in my community and other places. And I, I learned, it was like a door that opened that I realized I knew so little about and had so many Uh, bad notions about what does it actually mean to help someone. And I said, I have to go learn from the people that are doing this the best and who, who are actually transforming lives and helping people move out of these marginalized situations and find the, the full life, you know, that Jesus promised in every dimension. And, uh, and a friend of mine who's a filmmaker said, Hey, why don't you bring a camera along with you and let's make a documentary series out of this? And I thought, well, that was, that's a really interesting strategy. And it also gave me access to people and stories that were incredible. And so that's what, what the seed of it was. And then I decided to just put it out there, uh, for free and make it available to everyone to, uh, to get to ex- experience what I did from these stories. You were mentioning that there's a couple uh, Canadian stories in here. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, one of the stories that I'm, I just so love how it turned out is um, in Winnipeg. And it, it focuses on systemic injustice and systems. And in particular, it looks at the question of um, uh, Indigenous people in Canada and what are the systems that are causing marginalization in that community. And how do we help? And it features the work of Build Inc. in Winnipeg, uh, which is part of the, enter- the Winnipeg uh, Social Enterprise Center. And just incredible luminaries like uh, Sean Loney and Jerry Woods, who's the first um, Indigenous Human Rights Commissioner in, in, in Canada, um, and incredible young Indigenous people who are teaching us uh, what you know, what their lives were like and what they went through. And the other story is also incredible. It's in Calgary, and it is at the Alex Community Food Center, where you'll just completely change your mindset about what is good and bad about a food bank relative to 
uh, what it does for human dignity and, and just the philosophy and approach that the people at the Alex Community Food Center take. So two beautiful stories um, that are right right here in uh, in Canada. And what has the response been like now since you have released it out to people? It's been fantastic. There are um, thousands of churches who adopt some. Some have gone so far as you know they they make an entire sermon series from each of the main key themes throughout uh, the, the the film, and uh, they'll get their small groups to watch the films and discuss them, and then you know the pastor will preach on it, and then also um, I have. Um, you know, emails from church leaders who've said, this has been a discovery program for us in that it's really helped us to figure out who we are in our community and what our vision is and what we're going to do. And so thank you for helping us do that. And then other organizations that let's say they are already quite uh, engaged in uh, their community and doing things in the community have used it as a way in some ways to onboard people to say, hey, this is how we think about what it means to love our neighbors. So we'd love you to go through this and, it, and you know, kind of align with our thinking. So I, I've just been really delighted with um, the response that I had from it. What was the process like for you uh, shooting this? And did you have any like big aha moments in your own faith walk? I had lots of aha moments through this. Um, I remember being in Los Angeles. I, you know, I thought when I started this that I had a fairly uh, through through getting up to the films that I had a fairly, you know, kind of um, good understanding of a, a, a fairly progressive mindset around uh, what does it mean to help and. And I remember being in Los Angeles interviewing these uh, ex-gang members at Homeboy Industries. And I was interviewing this one gang member, and he was telling me that he had spent most of his life in jail, uh, that he was, you know, his father was using him to break into homes, you know, at five years old, and he left to join a gang at nine years old, and and, um, and he you know, been shot five times and had shot people and all this kind of thing. And and now he was a leader in this community helping other gang members. And I asked this question, I said, so what made you decide that you wanted to change? And he looked at me and he said, I always wanted to change. I just never thought I could. Wow. And it just hit me because in my mind, although I felt like, of course, this guy, it's understandable how we got into these, you know, situations. But somehow in my mind, I still had the perception that as an adult, he was still making the choice, you know, to pursue this life of crime. And and what he kind of hit me with was that I really asked the wrong question. He's like, every day of my life, I wanted to change, you know. I just didn't feel like I could, you know, I get out of jail, no one's going to give me a job, I can only do what I do. And so I need to eat. So I sell drugs, and it goes back into this cycle. So it helped me realize just how, you know, how uh, trapped, you know, some people are. And uh, Father Greg Boyle, who's the, um, the founder of Homeboy, you know, he says, you know, people say, oh, these fellas, they made a choice. And he goes, yeah, he goes, but, you know, some people win 
um, the zip code lottery. Some people win the education lottery. Some people win the parent lottery. And some people don't win any lottery at all. So mm-hmm. not all choices are the same. And uh, that was a big lesson for me uh, going through this. Yeah. Overall, when people jump upon 12 Neighbors and, and decide to partake, what is your overall goal for them? My goal is to inspire them, first of all, to educate and inspire people uh, to love their neighbor like never before. I really feel like this is something that the church, the body of Christ, um, is called to do and 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 has done well in some ways. I think that we're really good at relief. You know, we're good at um, emergency stuff, but we're not really good at transformative development and really helping people to permanently, you know, in an emergency situation, sure, they need food. But like, you know, I remember when I went to, to San Francisco in the Tenderloin District, which, you know, is is r- renowned for, for its uh, crime and poverty, and the, the guy I got to know there, they call him the mayor of the Tenderloin. And he said, don't bring any food down here. We got enough food. You're causing an obesity problem in the Tenderloin. And he explained mm-hmm. to me that, you know, churches drive by my neighborhood all the time and open the van door and throw food out. And they think they're helping. He goes, the problem we have in our community is we don't have any hope and we don't have any dignity. And so if you want to give someone hope and dignity, you got to build a relationship and you got to get to know us. So come down here and I'll hook you up with somebody and make that you can be their friend. And so stop bringing food. And so it's really, um, you know, these, these are the things that as people go to these films, they'll be confronted with these notions that you have about what it means to help. So my vision is that everyone comes through this with much better education about what actually is harmful you know, well-intended but harmful versus what actually genuinely helps and that now that they're equipped, they'll also be inspired to go do it. I I know from my own, this is my own experience, giving food is easy because it it takes a few resources but not a lot, but building relationships, that takes time, that takes vulnerability. Uh, You know, when we moved to the area we moved, it's a little rougher. We were intentional. We wanted to pour into the people around us, but honestly – I just want to move to the suburbs and hide now. You know, we're tired. What do you say to people that are tired uh, to step out and get reignited in their faith again? Well, you know, um, first of all, everyone has, you know, their own life situation. And, yeah, there's people that are really busy. They've got their kids in school and their job and all those kinds of things. And um, but I think it's important that we that we fit in what we can and then, you know, pray and let God kind of grow that. Um, But I think that uh, the tired point that you make is really interesting. And I think go back to Isaiah 58 verse 10, you know, when he says, if you spend yourself, the idea when you say spend yourself is you might think, well, I got nothing left. You know, how do I spend myself or, you know, but if you spend yourself on behalf of the oppressed, well, two things happen. Your light rises in the darkness, but your own darkness becomes like noonday. There's something incredibly energizing and transformative in our own lives. And um, you see in the films, Father Greg Boyle, he says, you know, people come to us, they want to volunteer and they go, well, I want to go to the margins, you know, because I want to help. And he says, you know, I think God calls us to the margins, uh, not so much to help, you know, the people at the margins, but the folks at the margins make us different. 
And I, when I first heard that, I thought, is that true? You know, it sounds poetic and beautiful, but is it true? But it absolutely is true. And when you think about, you know, how God calls the things that are not into the things that are, what happens is, is that the people at the margins have had such so much of the the pretense of life or the the things that others may hold on to stripped away that there's a there's a a rawness and a truth there that actually transforms us and i personally experienced it going through this even getting to know all these people in this film series that um these people changed me probably way more than I contributed to them in doing this uh, series. So I think that diving into this is personally transforming and energizing. And I think that it benefits the person doing it uh, as much or more than the people that you're helping. Love it. How do we learn more about the series, learn more uh, about 12 Neighbors? You just go to uh, 12neighbors.org um, and uh, spelled, well, you can spell it either way, the Canadian or the American way, uh, nice. ORS or O-U-R-S. They both end up there. And it's a free series. Um, you can download the discussion guides. Um, there's both a, a discussion guide with biblical uh, references and uh, one that's a more secular. Um, the idea here is we wanted to make this accessible. And what we find is that the question, what does it mean to love your neighbor, is a really beautiful intersection point uh, between people of faith and people who, who don't have a faith background, because, uh, you know, many people agree that that's a good idea. And um, so I, I wanted to make this uh, as accessible and broad as possible. And so you can download those guides and all the films are there. And there's also supporting material to you know, make invitations and posters and things like that there yeah thank you so much for joining us today we appreciate it yeah i look forward to checking this out thank you marcel don't forget you can always listen to repeat episodes every evening on your local radio station and you can find the full audio at podcastville.ca or anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts we'll talk to you again on connections